Welcome back. We are in episode four of The Quiet Part Out Loud. Today I want to go over a little bit of changes. How changes in your life is good, right? And how we can sometimes be afraid of, of change and Change can come too fast. Change can make you uncomfortable, and change could could more likely uh, give you more anxiety than just being comfortable and remaining the same. But sometimes change becomes necessary if we desire more from ourselves, or we desire more from the world, and we can't continue on the same path if we're not getting what we what we want. So sometimes. Change becomes necessary. So I have with me today another guest, uh, someone who I've, I've, I've uh, witnessed uh, go through some of her own changes. So it's going to be quite interesting to uh, get her side of the story of how she was able to make changes for herself and how she still wasn't uh, quite comfortable with the changes but uh she saw benefit in them and um we're gonna go over some of those changes today and uh we'll share some stories myself included so i'm gonna welcome shonda welcome to the podcast thank you for having me no problem i was uh i was very uh indifferent about which direction I wanted to go with this podcast. Mm-hmm. I have a, I had a lot of things going on in my mind as far as how how I would want it to go. But the more thing that the more that I thought about it, the more I started to hear change. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, that's 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 it. Doesn't have to lean in that direction as far as. Um, what changes you had exactly, but I'm just going to, you know, ask you some questions and, um, we'll see, you know, I'm, I'm, a, let's do some like compare and contrast about what, what changed from then. And then what's, what exists for you today for my, for instance, I, when I was, uh, going through my own changes, there were some things for me um, that I was not exactly happy with in my own life when it came to, when it came to success and accomplishments and people in my inner circle. Mm-hmm. I I knew that there were things that I wanted and I knew there were some changes I needed to make and I started to I started to do some things that I'd never done before. I would go I would go to seminars where they were holding I mean they would have a gambit of like these like these ultimate uh motivational speakers and um actors and actresses, famous, you know, people, um, people with high status. And I would go to these seminars and listen to these people speak. And 
a lot of time, you know, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. But when I left that, when I left the seminar, what I what I wanted, when I said to myself is, I spent a lot of time here. One seminar was like a whole weekend, a Friday night, Saturday, all day Saturday, and another Sunday, half a Sunday. So I had, put, you know, I committed a lot of time into uh, going going to the seminar. So it wasn't a, you know, a, a, a mediocre thing. It wasn't something small that I was doing. And I was actually investing money into these things to go. So. Mm-hmm. When, when I left them, I, I said, you know what? It'll be a shame that I feel good in the moment here and nothing changes for me going forward. I will feel very uh, let down um, if, if I don't. So I decided that because I invested my time and um, energy and even my money, <coughs> I was like, these changes that they're saying that I need to make, which that's for me, it were they were some some things I've heard, but at a, you know how somebody can talk to you at a different angle or a different perspective and give you more a clearer image of what you thought was mm-hmm. and made it like even more clear. That that's what I was kind of getting uh, from that seminar. Mm-hmm. And once I was able to sit down and write down things that I wanted, things about me that I wanted to change, things about me that I uh, was not happy with, but I hadn't, I hadn't confronted to make it different. Mm-hmm. So when I finally said I'm changing, that's when I started to do things differently. Like my habits started to change. And it, it became small things, you know, to become big things. Like the way I would plan out things, the way I would um, set my goals. I changed how I did that. I used to just say, you know how the new year come over and, you know, you say, mm-hmm. new year, people do this all the time. I want to lose weight. I want to stop smoking. <laughs> I want to, you know, uh, get a new car or I want to go travel somewhere you know people always come up with something that they want to do but they don't have a plan on how to actually do it and until you decide that hey i'm gonna do something about doing something Mm -hmm. i'm gonna actually design a plan to accomplish my goals that i'm setting for it and that's what i did i started to write my goals like annually and then once I wrote down my annual goals I broke them down each month on how I would accomplish my annual goals through through each month and through mm-hmm. each month I broke down my monthly goals to each week and through each week through each day and then each day like the the half days like the morning and the evening so when it came down to it, I started accomplishing my annual goals in three to six months because mm. I was so focused on my goals from the morning to the evening to the day to the week to the month that it wasn't I had to set new goals for the year 
because I accomplished it all. Mm-hmm. And I even gave myself like rewards that if I want to do something, I would say, okay, if I accomplish this goal, I deserve a reward. So I'll get to, you know, feverishly spend some money in this way because I reached the goal. Right. And then I was like, if things that I want, if I want a new iPhone, I got to save enough money for cash to pay it off in cash. And if, and then if, if I still want it by the time I save the money up, then I'll get it. And mm-hmm. that'll keep me from just buying, buying shit for no reason. Right. Mm-hmm. So I used to just buy shit because I wanted it like, oh, it's on sale. I'm getting that. So I had a problem with that. So I wanted to change that. Is there any examples like that that you had to go through? Hmm. As far as changes, um, yeah. that sounds like, of course, definitely a mindset shift. Um, I would say I've had to do a lot of um, growing, stretching, changing more so in um, the way I view relationships, not so much in other areas, but, you know, and how I view relationships, romantic partnerships, I should say, not like friendships. Um, I think as I've gotten older and gone through some things, of course, I have been married, have been divorced. Um, I think throughout that process, I just kind of, quote unquote, woke, woke up one day and was like, hmm, either I've been asleep or I've been kind of told a lie. So I've been kind of, um, I would say, shedding certain layers um, throughout this process um, and adapting to, quote unquote, my new mentality that I've been evolving over the last four years. Okay. I, I was, uh, I made some big time shifts in relationships as well. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't focus on relationships um, until I fixed me. Mm-hmm. And because I tried to do it with, without fixing me, and mm-hmm. it was just more mess than mm-hmm. anything, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, there's no point in trying to add somebody to my life and I'm still struggling being with myself right mm-hmm. so well let me ask you this <clears throat> what what would you say is the biggest myth you believed about dating <laughs> oh gosh it's quite a few let me see which one I want to uh, address <laughs> I think growing up especially in the south right as a female black woman um one of the main things that i think most black women have probably been taught is um especially if you grew a christian you don't have to do nothing let god bring this man to you um (laughs) you know let go and let god and um i'm not saying that you cannot find true love that way it has happened to lots of people Um, But I think as we evolve as people and the more you go through life, you realize you may have missed out on some opportunities by having a very passive approach. And 
you know, when I say that, I don't necessarily mean that you should chase a person. Um, <clears throat> what I later learned is basically one, putting yourself maybe in the position to meet the type of person you want, number one, or and also really making yourself approachable. Um, that may even be starting a conversation. That could be smiling at the person. That could be, you know, flat out telling them you think he's nice looking. But that's not something that we're told. We're actually, that's actually frowned upon. Um, and I think that may contribute to a lot of the reasons why women my age, I'm 38, <laughs> um, Black women, um, we may have missed out on a lot of opportunities just kind of believing that. Um, and so now you get to this age, you're like, dang, why didn't nobody tell me? Like, I could have been whatever the situation is that you, you wanted to be in, right? So yeah. that's probably like the biggest, like, aha moment that I had. And I was like, that's so crazy. You said... <clears throat> You said some some subtle things like smiling and or looking in direction, and then you said something like telling them he look he looks attractive. Wow, like that's <laughs> that's that's crazy. That sounds like you're chasing somebody. Is the, the, this is the thing. Me and you had some discussions in the past about chasing, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew I I I know it is not. The word it, it is one of the most taboo words in the female uh, dialect when it comes to chase, chasing the word chasing because mm-hmm. you just said it. You was like, I don't want to feel like I'm chasing nobody. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that chasing isn't necessarily as. <clears throat> Like there, like there's some bold things that you can do that that can be considered chasing, but there's also some very subtle things that you can do that's still considered chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're texting somebody that that you're not responding to. You're initiating the text. Mm-hmm. That's that's chase. But how how bold is that? It's just a text message. It's mm-hmm. a it's a digital message that you typed into your phone and sent to someone. Like, how, how, how hard is that to do? And if, and if you have a mentality that you'll never be the one to initiate anything, to do anything, to get what you want, then how you're you're always going to be wishing and hoping and waiting for stuff to happen to you. Mm-hmm. So chasing isn't a bad word mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I brought you on my side yet when it comes <laughs> to that word <laughs> I think I'm in the middle <laughs> still, still, still in the middle, middle. <laughs> yeah <sighs> I, and, and that's fine I mean you're, you'll figure out what, what best for you and for me um, I that's what that's what I think it's, a, it's about mostly <clears throat> what, are you, what are you most comfortable with? Um, if even if it's something that makes you uncomfortable, um, you should sit on the edge of discomfort. You know, mm-hmm. like where you sit on where you're comfortable and have your your feet hanging over where discomfort is. That way, 
<laughs> if you if it's getting too much from you, you can just pull your legs up, you know, instead of diving right in, you know. Right. I mean, some people have that kind of mentality. They can do that. They can just dive into something real quick and say, I'm, I want it all over me so I can just get uh, get it over with. It, you know, <laughs> like when by the time, like if you jump in the, in the pool, it's going to be cold at first, but eventually it's going to warm up. And then mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to, you can swim all over, dip your head in, it's going to be all good. So um, it's all about getting in there and figuring it out to know that it's going to be all right. Right. You know, it's, but um, I, I like I like what you said. I don't mind because female communication versus male communication is totally different when it comes to communicating. Yes, um, it is. And even when it comes to quote-unquote chasing, um, I, the way we communicate is different. So you may not know it, but you could be chasing as well, even in a, in, even in a relationship where you feel like, oh, I'm just checking on my baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's still chasing. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not a bad word. You know what I'm saying? Right. To, right. I think that's I think that's it's a stigma in people's minds that it's bad to do if you're a woman to chase that man. Now, if that's something that you if that's somebody that you desire, what what would be a bad thing about um putting it out forward that hey I'm just as interested in you as you are in me. What is the problem in <clears throat> accepting that, hey, we're two adults that find high interest in each other and we want to spend more time with each other? Why are people still saying, well, I'm not going to do that. He's going to have to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a definitely a block that's not something that we have been taught um, for the most part. I think for me, I don't have a problem with with that so much because like I said, I was with my ex-husband for almost 10 years. So there's a lot of that that goes on even in marriages. Yeah. I think what women think about when people say chasing, I think we automatically think of movies like, what was that? God, what movie was that? Was that one of those next Fridays or something with, with Baby D? And it's like you just think of like a woman just going after a man and he's running from her. I think that's what women think of instead of and thinking that, of a mutual interest. Is it is it um, the extreme? You think it's, it's an extreme thought in your head? Or is it you think what people think about you while you're doing it hmm. um it's probably a little bit of the extreme thought because most people especially women like women usually don't care if they want something it's like okay yeah you know it's not a big deal if other people know because we talk about men with our friends I think it more maybe more so of maybe feeling like they're looking dumb or they don't want to feel dumb as far as okay no I know what it is if you're going up to this guy that don't, that's not interested, it's like, dang, what is he telling his homeboy? <laughs> so it's more like this created fantasy of embarrassment that may not even exist, right? So I don't think it's anything wrong with um, showing interest in a guy and there's interest there. I do think it's an issue if the, the guy's not reciprocating. That's when I think it's an issue. But if it's like a mutual, even if the interest may not be 50-50, it may be what, you know, 
60, what is it, 60, 40. There's still some interest there. I mean, you know, some people take a little bit longer than others. I don't think it's anything wrong with that. Okay. So you said that was one. That was mm-hmm. one myth. Yeah. Is there another one? Um, yeah. Um, let me see. I would say we've talked about so much and I know it's so many things I could probably pull from. I'm trying to figure out what would be the best example to say here. And if you can think of one before I get to it, please think of it. Um, hmm. What about? Well, mm-hmm, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about how fast you should move in a relationship? Ah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, <clears throat> so for the sake of the podcast, I'll just be upfront and honest to say that I have hired some coaching in the arena of dating in my life at some point. Um, so when I met my ex-husband, for example, I knew him for a week and he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I'm like, okay, you cute. All right. I didn't know nothing about this man. Nothing. Of course, we grew to know more about each other. And we got married um, within about a year or so. Um, so even after that marriage ended, my next relationship, a couple years after my divorce, I knew the guy maybe a month. You know, we got into a relationship in it. It ended pretty quickly. I'll say within six months. So I'm saying all that to say, we are not really taught as people. I'm just going to say women because I'm a woman. I don't really know what men are taught. Um, as women to really take our time to really vet a person for their characteristics, um, for their integrity, other things outside of, oh, he wants to be with me. So that's good enough for me to say, okay, yeah, let's be together. Um, but taking your time is extremely important because I look at it like this. If you really are interested in each other, what really is the rush? Um, yeah, I think it'll, it'll organically play out. And mm-hmm. especially if you've been a type of person that's waited for so long anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you see somebody and that things are starting to play out kind of um, like magically where it's like, oh shit, like everything's, everything's everything right now. And you get caught up in the in the in the in the feelings of it mm-hmm. and you don't want to dig into anything too deep because you don't want to mess up this feeling right so uh you're like well screw you know trying to figure out what was he like with his family what what was what was his past relationships like or her past relationship was like I just want, don't want this feeling to end, so I just want this to be back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Now let's go. Now let now let's go take a road trip. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then you're like, you know, I, I'll say this: there there have been times where I was really into somebody, and I was like, wow, you know, because sometimes your past relationships we're lacking in things mm-hmm. and then you can get it in another relationship and then all of a sudden you're like Psh, I never had this 
I didn't know this was available to me. Mm-hmm. And then um, you're like, I'm, you know what? I'm locking this down. Mm-hmm. You know? But then you don't understand what what's behind mm-hmm. the mask because mm-hmm. everybody has a mask on, right? Right, right. Um, I think too, it's a part of scarcity thinking that okay, if I don't do this right now. This person is going to just go away and they're not going to want me and this, this, and the other. When I'm a strong believer of the law of attraction, I'm a strong believer of that. So I just feel like whatever is meant for me will be mine, you know? And that's something that I had to kind of learn over the years instead of just getting so worked up about whatever, um, the situation may be and like you said everybody is wearing a mask whether we know it or not you know um there are certain theories that we have different selves we have the self that we know only that other people know and then we have a self that nobody knows (laughs) so sometimes you don't really know what's coming out until you experience it yeah i i I don't want to put I don't want to tell people or give people the wrong impression that don't enjoy being around somebody you like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because everybody <clears throat> ain't shit and everybody going to disappoint you in the end. That's not what I'm getting at. Right. What I'm getting to is because there are going to be some things about people that you are like, wow, I got to think about if I want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Or if that's something I can deal with. And there's some things that I know I can't deal with specifically. Mm-hmm. And there's things that it's like, if I come across it, I'm like, it's annoying, but I can I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. I can compromise. I could negotiate. You know, I can help them, you know, get better in a certain area mm-hmm. if they're willing to. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not in the business of babysitting relationships and I'm not in the business of changing people mm-hmm. uh, I will be in the business of helping you be a better you mm-hmm. but I'll never be able to change you to, to fit me right um, you know how you can put a puzzle piece together you ever put like one of them thousand mm-hmm. piece puzzles together before yes Sometimes the pieces, uh, some pieces look so similar that it can match, but it don't quite fit. And sometimes you get so frustrated, you just want to push it down, force it to fit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, I'm, I've been there before where I was like, I want this to work. So I'm going to force this piece to fit. Right. And there's a reason why it doesn't fit mm-hmm. some changes may need to be made you're gonna have to to make that piece fit you're gonna might have to paint it a little different and carve some pieces out or add a piece there's gonna be things that you're gonna have to change to make certain things fit so if things don't fit exactly but you're willing to do the work to make it fit mm-hmm. i think that's something that you can go for i don't think there's a lot of people that I've witnessed in my lifetime that are willing to either make changes mm-hmm. or uh, recognize that it's going to take time for that piece to actually fit um, in your life or you fit in their life. Because mm-hmm. it's not always about you. Mm-hmm. 
when you're in a relationship because mm-hmm. I always tell people you should be trying to give if you're in a relationship mm-hmm. always be giving and you will never feel bad leaving a relationship that you were always giving in mm-hmm. because the only reason you'll leave is because they didn't give back right so that's when you was like, look, I did what I was supposed to do. I'm not going to no longer be a part of this because you don't know how to reciprocate what I'm able to give you. Like mm-hmm. you, you're lacking, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, that's knowing your value and what you bring to the table. Right. So that, those are some things that I think a lot of people don't really um, think about um, on the next level while they're having fun dating uh, mm-hmm. how when do you think you should like if, you, if you're just dating when do you think you should start thinking seriously about this person is it is it after day one is it on day one like when <laughs> do you start to change your mind like you know what this is not this is more than just you know us dating I see more in this person when, when do you think you go to that next level me personally just from my personal experience, I like to get to know somebody at least three to six, at least three to six months. Um, three months may be pushing it, but it depends. I also say this: it depends on how much time you spend with a person. For example, if the person lives in another city, you may only see them once every off so often. That's gonna take a little bit more time because people are different when you're around them continuously. Like, I think that if you're getting to that point, you like the person, maybe spend some nights with them. See how they are in their own elements. See how they are when you go out to restaurants or... um, I think I read something that said people really cannot hold the mask longer than six months. (laughs) So I've always uh, always kind of used like six months as a time to say okay I kind of see who I'm dealing with here I mean it'll never be 100% because guess what we can't read other people's minds but I think between you evaluating their person their character um, and also using your intuition you know I'm a big intuition person so between the two I feel like I will have a good idea then does that mean that we'll get married or something more in the future I can't necessarily guarantee that but I think that'll be a good starting point to say I think we may could maybe possibly take it to the next level you know okay by that time that's that's fair um mm-hmm. I'm I'm 18 months now, you told me that I was like oh we <laughs> <laughs> and I know why you why you say that because um <clears throat> biologically and hormone wise they always say the first two years of being with somebody is pure like a hormone storm yeah. right so yeah. I do understand why you say that too yeah there, there's some actual science behind it where um, you could feel like you're in love with someone but once that time period dissipates all of a sudden you have no attachment and it's easy for you to leave because that chemical reaction is gone and how heartbreaking would it be for someone to be with someone and then all of a sudden you know they the other their partner don't have any any um idea of wanting to be with them any more than uh the time that they already spent like that 
that would be a little devastating for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. not that I'm afraid of having my heart broken or anything like that. I'm I'm just a little bit more understanding of the human uh, brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there are things that I understand that keeps me from jumping into commitments. Mm-hmm. I, I think that one of the one of the biggest myths for me that I believed about dating um, before is like courting. Um, you know how back in the day courting was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I still believe in courting. I just. I think that there was some courting uh, rules that were being held as far as um, for sex-wise, intimacy-wise, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like, I don't kiss on the first date. Um, definitely, there's no sex on the first date. And because uh, the, the thing is, if you're around a certain person that makes you feel that way, you're ki- you will kiss on the first date. You mm-hmm. will have sex on the first date. So there's like, there's this stigma like, oh, I have these rules, but the right person will make you break those rules. So mm-hmm. is it actually a rule or is it about who who I'm with and how they make me feel, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think that I, maybe those are some limits you give yourself but if I'm with someone that tells me I'm not going to kiss you I'm not going to do this for me I'm going to be good on them like mm-hmm. I'm going to be cool then you're not into me that way right mm-hmm. and if I don't kiss you then I'm I'm probably not into you that way right so uh, there, there's there's a myth that is a myth to me that I used to believe that I no longer believe mm-hmm. um, and I'm not rigid I'm not rigid on either side like if we met for 20 30 minutes and we didn't build enough time to even get to that point I'm not going to be able to like well you didn't kiss me so you don't like me so I'm never gonna talk to you again like it's not gonna it's not gonna <laughs> go to that extreme so um I do understand there are some, you know, gray areas involved and some flexibility, but I just don't think that every time I go out, you know, never kiss, never sex, no intimacy, because it's going to be like um, I'm being the bad guy um, trying to get in their pants. Let me tell every woman out here listening (laughs) um, if a guy has approached you to desire your phone number, go on a date with you, to say hi to you um, because he saw you from across the room he already visualized sex with you. I promise (laughs) you. I promise you. Oh, that's funny. He's not coming over there without sex in mind because if you offer sex to him on the spot he would be like whoa 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 like he would it would catch him off guard but if you had if he's like well we're gonna talk first and let's see if we still want to have sex after this and and he'll be like yes i'm good let's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just saying because so don't get twisted in your mind that um 
this guy doesn't want sex if he doesn't want if he doesn't press on you or he doesn't um he's not but but yes he has there's just some guys out there that feel like they shouldn't do it because it's gonna turn him off a lot of guys are scared to scare a woman off because they're afraid of acting in their own natural um um, feelings as a man to want to be with a woman intimately like mm-hmm. that it's that is a natural reaction as a man when you will say hey i want to spend time with her well i'm not spending i didn't see you across the room and was like you know what i bet she has tremendous conversation mm-hmm. i bet you she is super smart I bet, I bet you she have her shit together. You know, it, that's not what he's saying. He was, he's like, damn. Mm-hmm. That, that is what he's going. And he's like, I gotta, I gotta take this moment of my life right now to attempt to see if I can spend time with her. That is what that is. So, I know, I know it's romanticized in the movies and books that <laughs> mm-hmm. these guys just do not want sex from you and they they teach you in the movies that the best friend can has been her best friend for years and all of a sudden she fell in love with him something out of 18 years down the road that is bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not happen you cannot negotiate desire um or attraction like that that is uh something that's gonna happen um right up front like when you see a guy are you naturally thinking about his conversation or are you trying to say is he attractive to you or not tell the truth um you know what it depends and i'll and i'll explain it depends on which context i've met him in right um i have been in situations where uh, for example, I took this online class. It was not a college course. It was a business class that just somebody was doing the class a couple years back. And physically, not necessarily the type of guy I would say is attractive, but his mind, I'm, I'm a sapiosexual person, but his mind, I was like, oh my God, he is so smart. So that does turn me on. <laughs> so I think it depends because of the context in which I met him and day in and day out of that class, the the more intelligent he presented himself to be, the more I was like, oh my God, you know. But if I, if you out and about like at a club or at a restaurant and you see somebody across the room, then that's going to be strictly physical. Okay, because that's why I was about yeah. to jump in. I was like, wait a minute, you know, because mm-hmm. that happens for me as well. I can get, I can see someone or listen to someone and be like, wow. Um, they're so smart that's attractive to me but I'm saying on the street nobody knows anybody and there is an approach you're not saying oh he looks smart right no <laughs> no not, not at all not, your mind. <laughs> not at all so uh, that's why I kind of wanted to clean mm-hmm. up but cool I want to see I want to see if uh What are your thoughts on this? What would you say you used to value, but you no longer value? I know most women have like a long list of (laughs) must-haves. 
relationships or men that they want? Like, what what are the things that you would say you used to value but no longer value? Um, the first thing that comes in my brain um, is uh, college degrees. That is not even on my radar at all. And it's so funny because it's like I never thought that would be something I would take off the list. Um, but at the end of the day, does it really mean anything? Not really. Um, I think doesn't make him a man, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make him a man. I really could care less. I mean, I figure <clears throat> if degrees are just that important, I have enough for the both of us. If we just needed to say how many degrees is in this household, but I'm not. I'm not that's not a concern of mine I just have a different view on college period even when it comes to my own children so okay yeah degrees don't hold any weight all right that's, that's interesting I was uh, is there is there anything else or is that is that the only one you um that is the only thing that's coming to my brain right now okay. I'm sure when this is over I'm gonna come up with something else <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, we'll we'll just do another one if we if we have mm-hmm. to part two. Right. Um, let's let's let me ask you something. You was talking about you have enough degrees and you know, so I know that's probably part of your job. Do you find that your job bleeds into your personal life at all? Um, for me, no. Maybe at one point in my life it did. Um, I've been in my profession for a long time, almost 20 years now. <laughs> so it's like, I'm at a comfortable place. But in the beginning, it did because all I did was work. You know, yep. that's it. <clears throat> I work constantly. But I'll say over the last five, six years, I've been pretty much Monday through Friday job, 30, 4.30, whatever. So for me, no, it does not. Well, let's talk about when you were, when you were working a lot, you mm-hmm. know how did it how did it bleed into your your relationship and or you, did you have to make any adjustments or you was like well it's my job I gotta do it um I would say I made adjustments um I'll just give you an example before I met my ex-husband I pretty much worked every weekend so I would get off of work on Friday at 4 p.m I would go home take a nap and get up at 10 o'clock to be to work for around midnight. And I would work midnight to 8, Friday night and Saturday night. So I pretty much didn't do anything else for work. And when I met him, I immediately stopped doing all of that. Because I think I was doing it to fill time at one point. But, you know, when you meet somebody, you're like, dang, this may be a future here. Let me let this go. So I can easily make adjustments, but I feel that when I'm single or not really focused on relationships, I tend to, you know, use work as a filler. Okay. Let's talk about honesty a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty uh, upfront and honest about I want to say about 95% of things that I talk about with people. Mm-hmm. And if I choose not to be honest, it's probably for more for their benefit than it is for mine. But <laughs> um, I, you know, it, I know I've been called an asshole because of my honesty, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to ask you, do is honesty, like the blunt, raw honesty, is that 
do you find that that's something that's missing or is it just a disguise to be an asshole like <laughs> I, I I think <clears throat> how you say things matters um, mm-hmm. as well so <clears throat> if it feels like it's um, trying to make you feel or or if or if it's just something you've never heard like you're not used to people being so blunt so honest about how they feel mm-hmm. is do you find it attractive or non-attractive about <laughs> about, about like raw honesty yeah i actually find it very attractive i think because one it's so rare and it's very unfortunate that it is rare especially for men right um and I first got introduced to this, quote unquote, uh, a guy that I met like probably six months after my divorce. And it just kind of caught me off guard because I had never met a guy like that. Like, you know, most guys that you meet, they'll feed you all of this fluffy stuff, right? Yeah, I want to be with you. Yeah, this. Basically, they lying. Okay. They, they just want to get in your underwear. Like, you, know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so they'll say all this stuff. And I told then, you everybody does. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they tell you all this stuff, what they think you want to hear, right? And then let's just say you follow through with it and you find out it's a lie. Okay. So I met this gentleman about six months after I got divorced. And I was just, it was so refreshing. It was, I, it, it, it kind of caught me off guard in the beginning, but it was very refreshing because I knew that when I talked to him, he was going to give me the raw, unadulterated truth regardless. Give me and, an example. What was he honest about that caught you off guard? Okay. So when he approached me um, for dating, um, we actually had mutual friends together. And he actually asked a friend, you know, hey. So anyway, we ended up talking on the phone and going out on a couple of dates and things like that. And, you know, maybe after like the third or fourth date, we were just talking and keep in mind now I'm freshly divorced. So guess what? I want to be booed up, right? <laughs> You know, it, that's one thing that a lot of newly divorced people, it's like when you're used to being married, you immediately kind of want to fill that void. So yeah. I had not really evolved to the point to where I am now. So I was just like, okay, so what is it, you know, what, what are we trying to do? What is this? You know, I ask all those questions, which makes me cringe at this point in my life. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he was just like, well, you know, I have to be honest with you, you know. I'm not monogamous. I'm not looking for a monogamous relationship. I prefer um, multiple women. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, what you mean? And he was just very flat out on. He was upfront with me from the job that he was like, look, if that's something you good with, then I would love for you to be involved with this. Um, but I just want to let you know that I will be entertaining um at least one other woman I was like wow I was like man I can't do nothing but respect it because you 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 found value in him still mm-hmm. and being honest about it didn't give you now I'll <laughs> I'll like to put in some insight about it I like the way he worded what he said First of all, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of guys have a problem saying this because they're scared that the woman will be scared away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like mm-hmm. I was saying earlier, 
I understand the human brain <laughs> and I understand the the gender roles and how certain things play into come into play when you do certain things mm-hmm. and did you have a competitive spirit about this when it happened not at all Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. I didn't um <clears throat> you didn't so you so you what did you what did you think when you when you told you that I was shocked because <laughs> one I had never had a guy be that uh, open so <clears throat> I was shocked because I just had never you know you hear about stuff like that on TV <laughs> so you like really like and he was like, yeah, he was like, I really do like you, though. He was like, I really like you, but I don't want to mislead you or, uh, or, you know, make you feel if it's one thing and that's not it. So on the on the other hand, I really appreciated that because he could have easily been like, oh, yeah, come on, let's get in a relationship. And he could have um, <clears throat> just been unfaithful. Yep. But no, I didn't feel... Um, and, and the reason why I may not have felt that way was because when we were friends first, we had okay. built up a friendship before that even started. It was I didn't oh, even know he was interested in me. Him. Yeah, I, I, I knew him, and we connected on an intellectual level first. Like we would read the same books, and we literally would talk on the phone about books. So I was just like, not this man, you know. It, it, so it was a shocker because I didn't expect it, but I I couldn't do anything but respect that. Though I was like, shoot, I respect that. Did you did you did you stick with them for a little bit? <laughs> I actually did. Um, we we were not in a relationship, so I'll say that. Um, but I did because one thing about that type of person, you all you're you're gonna know what you're gonna get. It's like no surprises. Yeah, you know. Um, and to me, I think that when a pro- Let's just keep it honest, okay? Let's just keep it all the way 100, that, as they say, that, right? That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> Let's keep it all the way 100. Whether people want to say, if you say that that's what, you know, let's just say a person say they want to entertain several different people, okay? Some people don't say it and they're doing it anyway. I'm going to lean towards 85% Thanks. of people are doing it anyway, okay? Yeah. So... I'm an open-minded individual anyway. You know that about me. So it didn't make me feel appalled that he told me that. I was like, well, dang, okay. You know, you know, but at the same time, I think if you're going to, um, you have to be very, you have to be a realist to deal with somebody like that. And like I said, we were not in a relationship, but you have to be real and you have to ask yourself, is this something, do I want to be involved in something like this? Because you already know that, hey, he dated another one, which really what was happening, he was just rotationally dating. That's really what he was doing. Because he, he was not in a relationship with anybody, but yeah. he was basically saying, if I wanted to be in a relationship with him, he was cool with it, but he's still going to do X, Y, Z. So he was yeah. pretty much weighing his options, which now that I'm older and have been through some things, I understand that that's what you're supposed to do. Um, yep. But society is kind of shunned people against one speaking out about it especially women or even men this is something that men have done since the beginning so he was just honest enough to tell me I think a lot of guys are missing this part of their quote unquote game Mm -hmm. Um, if you're 
if you're interested in someone and you're starting <clears throat> to date them and there are other people in your life and you can get a vibe from this person that they're a little bit more serious like they're looking to be married mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that's when you bring it up like I'll say this if I'm just dating around and I'm dating two or three women at, at once and <clears throat> I happen to meet you and wow you're kind of standing out among more of the women that I'm already dating so I want to approach you I want to talk to you I want to see what you're about and then I meet you and then you're say hey I'm out I'm looking for a husband right now then it's going to be then you bring that conversation up but mm-hmm. if, if you're just dating and it's like yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go out and date I'll, see, I'll hang out with you and see mm-hmm. what's up and they're just dating you you don't have to bring it up per se, right? You know, up front. But if they're if they start to tell you that they're looking for something, um, a, a stronger commitment, that's when you relay and uh, be open and honest mm-hmm. about what your situation is. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then you can even be honest about how you feel about them compared to who you're already seeing, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you can know that they'll they'll know that hey. Listen, I when I approached you, I was already content with what I was going on with it, but you you were changing mm-hmm. <laughs> my mindset. Like you're 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 making me uh making me want to pay more attention to you, put more of my time into you. Mm-hmm. I mean it doesn't have to be this uh in detail, but I'm I'm just saying guys for um for reference, do not be afraid to be honest about what you're doing and your intentions because it is okay because guess what sometimes some women they just want some too and that's it that's facts they don't want to be in a relationship they just be like hey I like you you like me we can like each other uh, at three in the morning you know what I'm saying It's, it's not it's not that hard to do it's just Guys have been taught to be liars all the time. Yes, yes. Okay. So they don't it's hard for guys to be honest now and they don't understand how um beneficial and how much of an advantage it can be for Mm -hmm. them moving forward. And 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 it's just it's hard to get guys to to get to that mindset. Uh but hopefully um if you're listening to this podcast, you can you can start changing your mindset about that because as you can hear it it is nothing wrong with being told as a woman that as a guy that you are actually entertaining multiple women um you also want to entertain her as well Mm -hmm. so (laughs) that's that's it you know she can decline or she can accept it and those are the only two options man nobody's gonna put a gun on exactly so um just be a man about your shit, mm-hmm. bro. That's all I'm and I think about. women, you know, especially nowadays, it's okay to say that because people really want, if you're a decent person, you want somebody that's going to be honest with you. I don't want anybody that's going to sell me this fantasy. You know what I mean? I don't want anybody that's going to just tell me something just to tell me, but then you're going to do something else behind my back. So I find what I call radical honesty very attractive. Because I know what I'm getting with you. If I know that you're honest with me, I pretty much can trust you with anything. You see what I'm saying? Like, because I know that if you tell me this, that's what it is. 
it's not, you know, something else. You don't have to play expect the no, gadget. Because that type of dude <laughs> is already saying, look, I'm dating multiple people. And then, like I said, too, you know, it is a beautiful experience to be with somebody that's that honest. Now, that may not be the proper setup for everybody or whatever the case may be, um, <clears throat> but it is a beautiful experience, especially coming from the type of marriage I came from that was, I feel, filled with a lot of deception. Um, yeah. So it was really refreshing to me because I was like, what? They tell the truth? <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow. So... I could that could have went left for me because I just came out of a situation where it was a lot of deception based on all these years of us being together. So when I came out of that, it was very attractive to me because I was like, I'm not used to this. Let me let me explore to see what this is about. <laughs> you know. What I like about your openness and uh, in, in your mindset is that a lot of times um, there's this. I like to call it hive mentality of where women think alike and think the same mm-hmm. way that, or they worry about what someone else is going to think about them mm-hmm. uh, because they can't keep their mouth shut about shit as far as when they're dating people. So they got to tell the, tell their friends about the guy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when they start asking questions and then if you being honest, going to say, well, yeah, I know he's me. He's dating somebody else too, but you know, um, I still, I still like them. And then next thing you know, you get the girls looking out the side of the eye, like, "What you say? He, he's dating what?" And so you got to deal with that, right? I, that's one of the things that bothers me. But I want to ask you this mm-hmm. question specifically about mm-hmm. that: Is it difficult to be honest with your friends? that don't share the same ideology that you do when it comes to being open-minded um, while you're dating? Um, it's not difficult for me, um, but I can see how that would be difficult for some people. I think in my friend group, it's like a 50-50 split. Like, you know, some of them understand, some of them think like that, some of them don't. I think, um, but as I've evolved as a person, I consider myself, um, I'll say, somebody who's going through an awakening. Um, I tend to be around more people that have gone through the same evolution. Um, so they, they get it. Um, it's kind of just one of those things to where when you have gone through certain things in life, you realize, you know what? This was when I was wearing this veil. I'm my veil has been removed. I'm I'm woke now. So it's like, okay, I get it. And I think that everybody has to be true to yourself. If you're okay with being true to yourself, it really shouldn't matter what your friends think. Because all that matters is really what I think about what choices that I'm gonna choose for my life. But I do understand that not everybody is at that point yet. Um, but when you have gone through divorces and gone through things like that, but I will also say out of my friend group, I've been the only one that's been married. So I have a unique perspective in that as well. Like they, they've never been, most of them have never even been close. So, um, what age group is (laughs) all these? I'll say all of my friends are between 36 and 40. 
Okay. Yeah, all quote unquote successful black women, highly educated. Um, so of course, as we know, it's 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 the struggle is real for that particular subset of, of women. Man, I wonder what they list look like. <laughs> you know, I don't even know. Like I've even tried to ask myself, like, what is really the issue there? Um, I don't really know. Um, some of it I think is no I know what it is let me just call a spade a spade a lot of it is religious religious programming uh. okay and even though you have gone this far in life and things like that sometimes it's the mentality of certain things God is going to bring me a husband all this that and the other now I believe in God okay but I'm also not a fan of um, passive what is the word um because with anything we do you have to put some type of action behind it even if it's just even if it's just oh he asked in front of my number okay well let me just whatever let me text him back or let me do this or let me do that you have to do something i don't believe in the the passiveness so i'm gonna say this it's religious programming it's the shame that women carry around their sexual experiences so and this this was me at one point so I can speak directly from the heart about that um you've been told your whole life this is wrong this is dirty so when you get in a situation with somebody you still feel ashamed subconsciously um that probably was a a big part of why my marriage did fail too and that's something that I've recently come to the conclusion of so you just have to be honest with yourself you know hey um but at the same time you know, that's where the communication would come come in in a, a marriage if the other person is not satisfied in it. Because I was also a virgin when I got married. So it's a, it's a lot behind that. But yeah, so between the religious programming and the sexual shame, that has a lot to do with it. Um, and I'll say also just not knowing how to relate to men. Yeah, um, I, I think I think that's that's definitely... Um, a big part of it. Um, me and you talked about <laughs> about actions in, in great detail mm-hmm. um, uh, before. And if if you're going to be the type of person that's going to feel any any relationship you're going to be in, either be a dating situation, a you know girlfriend boyfriend husband wife there's going to be actions you need to take in order for that relationship to be successful Mm -hmm. and nothing's just going to lay fall in your lap right and just be a perfect relationship and be a perfect marriage Mm -hmm. none that do not exist those those are lies told by disney (laughs) okay And and you've been I mean, kids are being taught this happily ever after and no one talked about what was happening during the happily ever mm-hmm. after. Like, you know, well, how did they stay happily ever after? That's what I want to know. Give me give me some details on that. One of the things that I've always I'm a big proponent of this. We take a lot of courses in class in school, but we're never taught how to deal with the opposite sex mm-hmm. when it comes to social dynamics and how the differences are and 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 so we don't understand each other and then we get into these relationships and then 
you get abused verbally, emotionally, sometimes physically, mm-hmm. unfortunately, sometimes sexually. Mm-hmm. And you, <clears throat> there, there is a lack of respect on both sides mm-hmm. and or a lack of understanding and, and a lack of empathy, you know, and there, there's just a lot of things that we don't know about one another until it's too late. And and then when you get old to the point where you're you've never been married, you don't have kids, you don't um you don't know why you're still single. <laughs> and like all these things are a big question in your head and in your mind. And you say, How did I get here? And you don't know why, you don't know how to fix it. It can drive you insane. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. It can drive you to do desperate things, mm-hmm. right? Um, I see people going overseas just to marry someone um, that's desperate to get out of their country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, they, they people are doing uh, crazy things just to um, accomplish something that they feel that they deserve, especially if they've done what they felt society has taught them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think if we, as as both men and women, lean um, into learning each other better, that we'll, we'll in turn kind of figure out more what we want ourselves, right? You know? And what and what and what we should be open to that we've been told, you know, is bad, and what we are haven't been open to, and to where uh, we have been uh, kind of confused in our information of what's what's a good guy, what's a good woman, mm. uh, what what's good to society may not be good for me because I don't agree with what society says is a good woman for me, Mm -hmm. right? So, I think you have to know who you are as a person before you can know who you want. That's true. To be your life partner. That's true. That is so, so true. Um, One of the exercises that my dating coach gave us was to um, identify like our value system so once I identified like my own values, like what was really important to me, that made it more clear as to what type of man I was looking for. But most people don't sit down and think about that, right? You just, oh, he, I want him to look good, girl. And I want this, but you, you have not gotten to the core of the matter, which is really important because, you know, he can have this, he can be really, really attractive, have this great job, but he can be empty inside like you know so you're still gonna be miserable <laughs> yeah yeah mi- mi- being miserable and being in a relationship I- i'd rather be saying pretty much <laughs> you know um it- it's is mm-hmm. there a specific attraction that you're looking for that you didn't know you needed in the yeah, past? most definitely <laughs> yes most definitely I I did not realize because there were some traits that my ex-husband had that I couldn't put my finger on that I really liked about him so it was not all bad um so one of the traits that I did not really know that was super super important to me is the guy pretty much has to be a free spirit too like I don't I don't really do well with rigidity right 
So that's rigidity in a lot of things. Like, cause I've I've dated, attempted to date this guy. This was last year, and he was a good guy. I mean, would have been good for somebody, just not me. He was the type of dude that was okay. Look, we're dating, so I want you to go to church with me every Sunday. We're gonna have Sunday dinner. It was like every day was the same routine. I can't I can't live like that. So you have to know what's important. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I'm already, I'm already getting the tear of boredom. Oh my god, I couldn't. So he had you on a routine. On a routine, I couldn't do it. And that was planned out. Yeah, and I question. I I have to be very honest. I questioned myself as to why I was not enjoying that experience because I didn't know that I needed the spontaneity and the the free spiritness that was within me already. Um, I cannot, yeah. I just can't do rigidity. I can't do lots of routine. Um, now don't get me wrong. There's always going to be routine in your life. Um, most of us have to do the same thing Monday through Friday, right? So it's okay. But every now and then sprinkle something in there and on the weekend, Hey, let's, even if it's Netflix and chilling, we, we do it this way. We go do a staycation. What it, I, I have to have that. That's, that's a core need of mine. So I really felt bad when I told him, you know, this is not going to work. And I really couldn't articulate to him why, because I really didn't know after I, I did some, some searching within myself. And I was like, that's what it is. I, I can't do that. Now for the, another woman that is, he's going to probably be the perfect man for her. Yeah. Cause she probably is wild and she needs some some structure yeah I don't do well I don't do well with structure I'm I'm very um now there are some things that I'm structured with that the things that I have to be but when it comes to how I relate in a romantic partnership I definitely need one somebody that thinks outside of the box that is key for me because if you don't think outside of the box you don't think I'm crazy (laughs) you know what I mean so (laughs) as far as to the type of ideas I hold, the spiritual views that I hold, the relationship views that I hold. If you don't think outside of the box, I'm not going to be the woman for you. Um, yeah. So that's key. And he, he didn't think outside of the box. All he knew was, hey, I was raised in the church. You know, we go to Willow Avenue every Sunday. Okay. We go to church. I, I can't do it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's some and now uh, there's some good qualities in that as mm-hmm. far as a man being able to yes. lead and then a, yes. a woman you know fitting into his programming. Yes. But if you realize that that's not your program, then you know you know that it's not going to work. Yeah. So that's good that you were able to recognize it before you get in a full blown relationship, and then it, and then he's like, well, what's wrong? You've been going with the program so yeah. far, yeah. you know. So. I think women need to be honest in that regard as well. Don't want a relationship so bad. The compromise. Really into yeah. Yeah. A program. They don't have nothing to do with how you want to live your life. And then you be like, you ain't sitting around miserable th- thinking about different ways mm-hmm. to kill them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And you're taught to, quote unquote, which is a good trait. I, I love a consistent man. Consistency is a very underrated trait. 
um, consistency. Yep. He had that. And like I said, it took me a while to figure out why is this not jiving for me? Like literally my, my stomach would be in knots and I was like, wait, he's not a dangerous person. Why do I feel like it was the monotony was killing me? <laughs> Just, I can't do it. Just gonna, gonna die, die boredom, and that's not good for. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to me. So you know, we had a, a you know went our separate ways from there. But so that's one trait. You know, uh, open mindedness. You have to be a free thinker. You have to be spontaneous. Let me give you an example of spontaneity of what would happen in in my marriage and what I realized is that's why I hung in there as long as I did because we were so compatible personality wise. Um, we could just be sitting on the on the couch on a Thursday evening and let's just say um, well when we had the movie theater because now due to COVID we don't have that right now but it could be like let's just say one of those blockbuster movies was coming out let's just say I don't know Batman or whatever whatever the movie is right and normally you know they may come out on a Friday night but because we would want to see it so bad we would go to the midnight viewing on Thursday at you know 12 a.m so we would get home we would eat dinner and we would take us a quick nap okay we would get up get to the movies at midnight be in the theaters at 3 a.m go to sleep wake up for five and go to work (laughs) you know so it was constant and so then you know that friday we could be sitting at home like you know what let's go to vegas this weekend that i love i love that kind of stuff so yeah i kind of have to have that yeah, and, and, and uh, doing the same thing over and over was, was going to I can see how that was going to wreck your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think when, when people are in a, in a dating, I think if they've been dating uh, for so long and it, the relationship starts to sour or turn bad, that it takes them a while to get out of it because they put so much time yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah. And so they was like, well, if I leave now, all that time I spent won't be worth it. Mm-hmm. But think about it this way. You already see a turning in a direction to where you want to get out of there. You're like, if I, if he do the wrong, if he sneeze wait, wrong, I'm, I'm out. To do the right <laughs> thing. <laughs> you say the wrong thing about my mama. It's over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I think that instead of kind of just trying to wait things out, or because I I say women, if a woman breaks up with a man, it's because the man didn't break up with her because after she's done things that she was trying to clue him in on that this relationship isn't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, this when when the sex change, there's something going. On. Mm-hmm. That's a big indicator of something's wrong in the relationship. Right. So if you're not paying attention to the person, like I'm I'm big about being in the moment you're mm-hmm. in. No matter what you do in life, the moment that you're in should be what you should be putting your energy and thoughts and emotions and time and uh, energy into. Like no matter what it is, you know, and you, it, it takes a, it takes some time to be able to learn how to concentrate. You know how people tell us to concentrate on your homework, concentrate on reading, concentrate on doing something. And they never they tell us to concentrate all the time, but they never taught us how to concentrate. Mm-hmm. And 
so when you're you got they they teach now now society has taught you how to be distracted you can be distracted by any and everything these mm-hmm. days so distraction is big so you can distract yourself in a relationship for so long that you have no idea that it's not even the same relationship and that you're actually are two people who just together because you spent so much time together mm-hmm. and not somebody that's actually continued to evolve together. I know partners can kind of evolve differently at different times and may not be um, evolving at the same time in- individually, but your relationship is still separate from the individuals because like I told you earlier, I have a belief that if you're in a relationship, you're giving to mm-hmm. it. You're not, you're not trying to take from it. If you're taking from the relationship, and if you have a mindset that I want this out of my relationship, I want that out of my relationship, I want... You have all these things that you want out of it, then don't be in a relationship because mm-hmm. you're not ready for mm-hmm. one because you should be having a mindset of more what you're able to give to mm-hmm. one. So... If I know I'm unable to give something in a relationship, I don't want the relationship because I'm going to be lacking in that. And I don't want the person that I'm in a relationship with to feel like they are not getting the best that they could out of a relationship. Right. So, yeah, I can see that. That's how I I would tell people to look at relationships versus what we've been taught. Um, I think a lot of people are selfish when it comes to being in relationships that they're the only one that matters. They're the only person that should be getting something out of it. And if they're not getting it, then the relationship sucks and they should get in a different mm-hmm. Um it, it, It's not fair um, to anybody that you're in a relationship with if you have that type of mindset. Um, and I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> but I wanted, to, I wanted to throw that in there. But hell, this is my podcast. Yeah, my exactly. So, what I'm talking about. Talking <laughs> exactly. About. <laughs> I want I got one last thing. Okay. One last thing before we go. How much of a priority should dating be in someone's life if they don't want to be single? It should be very high priority. Um I'm gonna use what my dating coach always says. Um, you can't just sit something like that and forget it. Especially, I'm I'm just gonna really speak to women because that's all I know. Um, most women want to be married. Most women want kids. I hate to say it, but we really are working against the time clock to do those things, right? Just, just, just being completely honest. Um, so you should do it to the rigor that you would complete any task. Um, whether it's a degree, like literally. Um, during my dating coaching experience, we would have assignments that we would get up with. It was mindset work because a lot of dating and relationships is about your mind. And I think I, I remember I told you one day, I was like, Hey, you know, this real stuff is really about me. I didn't expect that. You th- <laughs> you're thinking that it's about somebody else and it's really not. It's about keeping your mind in check behind rejection because it's going to happen. Um, it's keeping your mind in check about when things are not happening as quickly as you want 
So you have to constantly check yourself on those things so that it, it doesn't fester and make you say, you know what, forget it. I'm just, I'm not interested. But especially women, I think, you know, if you want a relationship, whether you want an open statement situation or whether you want a marriage or whether you want kids, I, it should be a high priority. Um, that doesn't mean you have to date vigorously all the time, but you should be open to it you know whether that's when you're out and about if you see a guy you know hey wave at him or whatever or give him a compliment like you should always kind of put yourself in that situation to meet new men um my dating coach also said go different routes to work go to different gas stations go to different gro-. you know you want to keep switching it up because if you're doing the same thing every day you're not going to really put yourself in that position go out to dinner by yourself something so yeah, yeah. you definitely have to make it a priority. I agree. I think um, I think anything that you do that you've done in your life as far as something that you want or you want to accomplish, um, you put the time and effort into it when it comes to looking for a job, looking for a car, looking for a house, looking for a job. I said a job, mm-hmm. right? Looking for anything, looking for furniture. Like you put time into the research, but when it comes to relationships, well, I'll, like you said earlier, like people say, well, I'm gonna wait for God to bring it to bring them to me. Like you, you don't do that for anything else in your life. But the the thing that you say, I want to, I want to find a stranger that can sleep in the bed with me for the rest of my life. You don't want to put no work and effort into mm-hmm. that. You don't want to research and see what's the best way to find the best person into that like it makes no sense Mm -mm. to sit and wait for something that you desire and thinks that they're gonna fall out of the sky hey like you said it you said it earlier sometimes it happens Mm -hmm. but but not well not for most people Mm -mm. not for the people who are who have never been married who never had a chance to um, have kids, anything like that. Not for those people. Those people are, or I don't know what they're doing, but right. <laughs> they time is is passing for mm-hmm. them. One of one of the things that it was a statistic that I saw that um, that black women are the most single women mm-hmm. um, in the dating pool and. I was finding that quite interesting because I was I was because I love black women so I was like um, why are they single I don't, mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand that why why would why would black women be the most single one out of out of because um, it's not like they're the uh, they don't have the highest population so. Uh, why is that? And I, I, again, you had mentioned it earlier about religion. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a mindset that religion teaches you to uh, kind of that limits you. In my opinion, um, I know that could be you know blasphemy for people <laughs> who are very religious, right? But but I think um, there are there are things that religion teaches you that keeps you from being able to be who you are completely and finding out what you want exactly Exactly. so it's like you're you're trying to be where what someone else is going to approve Mm -hmm. right so 
no longer am I going to in my what I've had to make a change for for myself is that no longer am I willing to uh, weigh who I want against what other people will approve of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once I realized and I no longer wanted to do that, I was happily able to move forward in pursuing the people I actually wanted to be with. Yes. And with no shame and no having to hide them mm-hmm. or hide what I'm doing. And um, I could date freely without having to be like, oh, well, I'm not... I don't, I'm going to tell nobody I'm dating because then they're going to think I'm a hoe out here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, because you always dating or you're dating different people and like, it's like, yeah, you're always dating somebody different. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, you don't want the whispers behind your back, you know, so people tend to limit themselves on what's available to right. them. And I would say, man, if, don't ever limit yourself. Like you was talking about uh, the different people that you were with and you realize that's not what you want. You will never know what you don't want if exactly. you don't. Exactly. If you don't, and <clears throat> my um, coach always says, ninety-eight percent of the people you encounter are not going to be the one for you. And I think a lot of times people they don't really realize that. So a lot of times we force it, but you only have to get it right one one time. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. have to get it right one time. Even if you don't get married, but you may want to say, hey, we're going to be in a long-term commitment, but that's what works yeah. for y'all. You only have to do it one time. And to exactly. piggy, piggyback on what you were saying about, I'm a strong believer, too, that you really can't find who's for you until you fully show up authentically. Because if I'm showing up as, oh, yeah, I'm this nice church girl every Sunday. This is my persona. This is what I want to show the world. How am I going to find a right fit for me? Because that's not even who I am. Yes, I believe in God. I'm very spiritual, but I'm not a religious church going person that I was raised to be. So I, I couldn't say first I met a man in the church. I would feel like I'm living a double life because that's not who I am. Yeah. So you have to fully show up as yourself to attract the person that's meant to be in your space. Um so it starts with you, just kind of like what you said. You have to do that because how else are you gonna find that person? Um, luck, miracles, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I guess so. Huh? Look, it could happen, but it's rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's one of those things where uh, if you got if you find a genie in the sand somewhere, mm-hmm. or found a a, a, a a real wishing well um, I don't know but I I want to say thank you for joining me on this podcast thank you about being able to change and see what you thought was real for you before you learned that there were some things that that you was able to change mentally in your mindset mm-hmm. and not get emotional about it and stick to your guns and just stay in the same rut. You was able to say, you know what? Everything's not um, what I thought it was. And I was able to still um, come out positive by changing my mindset on a certain things. And you didn't die, right? I did not die. Still, <laughs> You survived it. You survived the change, and you was able to 
see perspectives from uh, other angles and um, I, I from from my standpoint me looking in at you and listening to you speak I think you're better for it yeah and I think what you're going to whoever you find <laughs> is uh, gonna be better for it as well mm-hmm. so thank you uh, again, thank you thank you Shonda for being here um, on the quiet part out loud anything that you want to uh, say to the audience anything I know you got a couple of uh, entrepreneur things going on <laughs> can you want to share that with the audience sure I'll share my entrepreneurial thing so okay so my entrepreneurial uh, venture right now I am in love with CBD products so um as a person who suffered from anxiety in the past, um, I decided to give CBD a try one day while I was in New York City, and it made me feel so calm. And I was like, "Oh my God, I gotta get more, you know, more of this stuff." So I was introduced to um, CBD products through um, the TLC, um, you know, organization. So many of you have probably already seen it. Uh, we do CBD products with tea, also with soaps. So, if you're interested, you can find products at SipTeaWithShonda.com. Anywhere else? Or just uh, on your website? Just on my website. All right. Cool. Again, well, thank you for being here uh, on The Quiet Part Out Loud. Thank you so much. No problem. Bye. Bye.